Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from Hicks, where we explore all the latest topics, trends, and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology, and supplier experience management. My name is Duncan Clark, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're taking a trip to Basel in Switzerland to join Gilles Breau, acknowledged expert in the field of global procurement and a keen advocate of digital transformation within large organizations. I started by asking Gilles to explain more about his work and company. Uh, thanks, Duncan. I appreciate the opportunity to speak a little bit about myself and, and the work that, that, that we're doing in my big company experience. Uh, obviously, today I'm, I'm leading the Beyond Group, but in my big company experience, I have been the uh, CPO of three major corporations, including Novartis Pharmaceuticals, Aventus Corporation, the precursor of Sanofi Aventus, and uh, Roche Pharmaceuticals. I also served as, uh, during that time, served uh, as, as head of global productivity, which gave me a view into how procurement organizations can sort of be an integrated value, a part of the integrated value solution across functions, regions, uh, uh, and countries. Uh, and prior to my career in pharmaceuticals, I was also the head of global procurement for uh, ITT Corporation. Uh, the electronics division. And if you remember back to the pre-2000s, uh, ITT Corporation was uh, one of the uh, really true uh, global conglomerates. And um, at that time, we were acquiring about one company per day. And the reason I mention that is, is uh, that means as a procurement organization, we were trying to uh, assimilate about one procurement organization per day. And um, uh, that gave me a huge view um, uh, and insight. I know we'll talk about it later, but a huge insight into you know, the value of global, you know, accurate, harmonized data. That particular um, uh, career uh, experience gave me a huge view into the importance of that. Anyway, in 2012, I left Novartis and founded the Beyond Group, and it's a specialized consulting company focusing exclusively on what's next for procurement. And really, over the many years of my career, I had recognized that procurement organizations had sort of become stalled, and in part, that's due to their own, their own success. By consistently generating year-on-year -year savings, the function, which in my mind is a very capable function, simply was not rising to its full strategic capability. And we had hoped that founding uh, the Beyond Group, we could share our knowledge and help procurement teams evolve to a higher level of uh, strategic uh, um, importance and strategic performance. Fantastic. And the other project that you're working on, of course, is the Productivity Think Tank. So I'd love to know a little bit more about that and exactly how it works. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you, when we first started the business, what we had been utilizing was a small group of practitioners, um, experts and even some academics. Um, and they were sort of used as an adjunct to our, our own knowledge base. But soon we really recognized that not only was there this huge base of people uh, who were asking the same question, what's next for procurement, but also they had a piece of the answer and, and, and an answer to where the, the function was at the time, the state of the function, as well as great insight into where the function needed to go. 
So we convened our first think tank using some of those uh, experts uh, in 2013. And this, uh, the think tank at the time was comprised of about 15 procurement, the senior leadership of 15 uh, companies. And we explored the topic of creating value through strategic alignment. And that topic was sort of trying to find the sweet spot between the traditional position of procurement organizations around savings and this much larger contribution that we thought they could make uh, through uh, alignment with uh, company global strategy. And that leads me nicely into my next question, actually, which is, what are some of the key issues that the procurement function is facing or you think will face in the, in the next five years or so? Yeah, <laughs> that is a, it's a great question, and, but it's a huge question. Um, and it's been on our minds for, for the last weeks and months. And it's actually a topic that we're looking into in, in the think tank uh, this year. And I, I tell you, we have talked to dozens of experts in this arena. We've talked to our think tank members. We've talked to academia, trying to get a handle on the big topics that are going to dominate what we'll be working on uh, in the next years. And of course, the topics aren't all the same for all industries. There are differences, but there are a few that seems to be across all industries, a very strong consensus that there will be a few things that are going to dominate our professional and very often uh, our private agendas in, in the future. We see climate change, geopolitical instability at local, national, and global levels, risk identification and management, and the impact of technology as the big trends that will affect almost all sectors of, of society and all sectors of industry. These directly translate into issues that procurement teams will need to face. Sustainability, global supply chain security, risk mitigation, and technology and, and digitalization will dominate the discussions uh, of leading procurement teams in the future. They are already key topics we are discussing today, but they will even be a greater pro uh, part of that discussion in the future. But I might add one thing to this discussion, and it's a thing that dominates virtually everything that we do now, and that's the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think while in part, we may have cracked the conundrum, how we work effectively remotely, much of the bigger issues are, are, uh, are at stake here. There's huge issues that I don't think we've dealt with yet. You know, how are we going to deal with the next coronavirus? And in fact, we're already seeing it now. The second or third wave, depending on, on where you are, is like a whole, not a completely new event, but it's a whole new series of things that we have to manage going forward. How will people cope with this continuous notion of isolation? How will we, you know, People develop their careers, their need for development, their need for advancement. None of these things have, have really been sorted out yet. And they just, for the moment, still remain just as questions and certainly will need to be worked on uh, uh, as a key issue going forward. And you mentioned there the topic of technology. And I'd be really interested to know what we mean by digitalization particularly how it relates to the procurement function, and then a little bit around how we should prepare for that. 
Yeah, um, a, a, another another big question, and not easy. Something that you can answer in in a in a short discussion, but it is a topic that we have explored in our think tank, and it was really over the course of two years that we we conducted this conversation. Uh, broadly, uh, the new technologies that are flooding the function today, things like data mining, AI, bots, robotic process automation. All of these technologies are going to give procurement teams a huge understanding of not only their past behavior, but huge insights into their future actions and, and strategy. The, the predictive capability of, of these new digital technologies is tremendous. Um, and it really will allow procurement teams the ability to focus on the core mission of generating value through better insight. But I got to say, um, uh, uh, while there, that opportunity is tremendous, that opportunity to deliver value to your organization, any way that the organization defines value is, is great, but a problem comes with it. And what we see is that very often procurement leadership is not taking control of how these technological solutions are used strategically you know, different functions on different parts of the purchasing process, and the opportunity to link and derive strategic insight from all of this data information is simply foregone. So I, I can't answer that question now. We recognize it's a deficit and certainly something that we, we can uh, work on in the future. But the question is, how do you prepare for that future? Well, again, it takes a little bit of time, but let's say fundamentally, it's like any new interruptive event or technology. You gotta have a plan. And you know, a couple of years ago in our think tank, when we were working on the whole digitalization uh, process, we described a 12-step process by which procurement te teams can actually navigate uh, uh, the process of digitalization of the, of, of the function. But without going into detail, let me just say that the digitalization process needs to be guided by a fundamental objective. And that objective is that every new technology that you take on board must have a direct positive effect on the, direct, on, on the objective you're trying to achieve. And we ended up calling this uh, sort of line of sight to benefit, which means that every new thing you do, every new technology that you bring on board, you need to have direct line of sight to the benefit that it will, uh, it will eventually uh, deliver. We see today um, that, that a lot of um, process and technologies that companies are bringing on board are really quite innovative, really quite exciting technologies, but they simply don't allow the organization to achieve its goals. It's not moving the organization towards an objective. So our view is focus on technologies that drive value and not just on cool technologies. And one of the key factors in this, or key drivers, let's say, would be something, and something we talk a lot about uh, here at Hicks is master data management. So I know we're getting into the technical weeds a little bit here, but why is master data management so important as part of the trends that we're seeing and this type of strategy? <laughs> yeah, this, um, I, I was certain we would come to this question, but I'm glad we did. Uh, the, the answer is, is uh, it's simple but complex. And it, was, it goes back to something I was saying a little bit earlier. 
different functions own different parts of the procurement process and different parts of the, the data stream uh, uh, for procurement. They collect data differently, they collect it in different places, they use it differently, and they use it for different strategic objectives. And normally what we see is that this low level, and certainly if you go back to those ITT days, um, um, that low level of, of data incompatibility fundamentally prevents the accurate aggregation of, of data that, that really prevents using that for strategic insight. And the problem is, and, and I think we see this more and more today, that the problem is, is that most companies, when they're on the digitalization journey, don't fully recognize this until it's well too, too late. Um, they don't recognize this problem until they're so far into the process that that what usually gets set up is a is a functional struggle on defining the data. Oh, now we have to redefine something on who collects the data, who owns the data, who manages that data. And what happens is because that struggle is now in the midst of the major digitalization process, organizations simply end up making a whole bunch of compromises that again, prevent you from using that data um, effectively uh, for strategic uh, for strategic insight. So that's an area that we really think uh, needs to be uh, really worked on and thought about at organizations well before they jump into the, the overall digitalization process. Okay, with that in mind then, what are the next practical steps. So thinking about how organizations should plan for this, perhaps how they should implement or approach initially some of the challenges that are changing the function so dramatically. Yeah, I'm glad we've got three or four hours to, to kind of just discuss this very quickly. No, um, the, it's, it's, a great, it's a great question uh, and it's something that all CPOs uh, have been challenged with and, and are certainly currently challenged with today. Um, but I will tell you uh, what we have seen is that no one has got the perfect answer. Uh, they may have good answers for themselves, but nobody has a perfect answer on, on how you integrate all of these things together. But I would suggest one key thing, and I think this is probably underlines a lot of the discussion. I'd suggest that leaders have a dynamic, let's call it agile strategy. And that strategy and plan focuses on big issues. And what are those issues? Well, those are the issues that directly serve the needs of the board. And what we see is a lot of organizations that focus on small issues. And those organizations are never really rewarded or recognized for being part of a strategic solution. So our, our you know, mantra is really think big and act boldly. A strong piece of advice to end on there. So thank you, Gilles, for that insight that you've shared with us today. And thanks to all of you for listening in. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website, www.pix.com.